0: How you doing? It's Chaz Palminteri. It's Monday at 11 o'clock, a new show, and I am fucking flipping out because I have one of the all-time, all-time fucking greats here today, one of the great comedians. Uh, I, I I can't even talk about the stuff that I always talk about in the beginning. You want to come and see my one-man show, ChazPalminteri.net, my schedule all over the country. This guy here, you know... And I don't want to talk too much in front of him because he's going to get embarrassed. But I always said, to me, and I say my fucking opinion. I've been saying this, John, if I've been saying this a long time, how how long have I been saying, to me, I I didn't know Richard Pryor, but I saw Richard Pryor. I'm older than him, obviously. This fucking guy reminds me of he just took it to another fucking level. I don't know what he does, how he. it. Nah, I gotta it.
1: stop you there, Richard. Yeah, Richard's in his own.
0: Richard's in his own. No. Uh, yes. No.
1: Yeah. There's Richard and there's everybody else. There?
0: Oh no, no. There's Richard. You gotta start there. My God. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. No, but I'm so excited that he's here. To me, you know, Richard Pryor was like here, and and, and then I. Here's the one. Who, oh, look, my God, here he is, Bill Burr. Bill, how are you? I, Bill, I can't follow that intro, but it's nice yeah, to be here. No, no, no. But you, you fucking... And I'm just going to... Uh, you're right. I, I I had such an intro built up for you. Then I said, what am I doing? Let me just let you talk. You... And I and I really mean it. I, You know, there's comedians, and then there's comedians. It's like comics do jokes. And I go, eh, it's a joke. Hey, it's a funny joke, but it's not a great... All right. But it doesn't make me think. You do jokes that make me think that people, you say things that are really interesting in a funny way. And I go, that's what a comedian does. It's like smart. It's like I remember you were on the show and you said, look, I don't want to do, I remember you were talking once. You said, you know, know, I'm married to a black woman but I don't want to do black jokes. Oh, hey, you ever see this one? And I was like- Oh, those the other comparison jokes? Right, and then you did, (laughs) but then you spoke about the thing about Elvis. And you talked about how your wife said, "Well, you know, I mean, fucking guy could he? They could give him a he could have gave a shout out." And I went, "Wow, he took the culture, he made it his own, and he never get." I said, "Yes, yeah,
1: I forget how that went. Yeah, that happens. It was uh, great. That happens. Like, yeah, it's one of the uh, you know, there's a zillion great things about my wife, but one of the fun things is is when we're watching stuff, we really are watching it a lot of times." from uh sometimes i should say from completely two different perspectives so it leads to stuff like that And then most of the times so though it is so it's it's just common ground which is something that i've said you know people ask you know you know when they ask you about you know my wife or stuff but what, what's you know what's that like it's like it's to, it's like normal until you go outside <laughs> then but even then like i don't even right. know i don't think it really matters anymore and i think everybody's kind of like uh right Kind of like past all that shit. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. Most my of my people. wife is uh, you know is the greatest and uh, right. It's it's um, it's goes way beyond sort of a seventy sitcom. You know, like the, yeah. na- the neighbors no, no. on the Jefferson. Yeah, no, no. But you know, it's funny. <laughs> I, and I don't know how we got
0: on this right away, but people always come to me.
1: Dude, I have all the places in this giant house. You could have your Emmys. You have them like right there. I mean,
0: we, I mean, we know you're crushing no, it. No, no. You know what? Jesus. I got to tell you. I never This better
1: not be a sad story where somebody dies. I just saw a black and white photo I, I just you know what no this, okay I good. have the,
0: <laughs> you're fucking right and There's I somebody
1: there with an American flag no, I mean this, this is going to go south my quick. best
0: friend who died in COVID. and he was the one who said to me, all right no he' doesn't. no he's It's my one, fault you know you're going to house his family's pictures you and I, say and anything. I had and I had them I had them actually not out and he said to me he goes hey, you won those fucking things why don't you put it out And I go, ah eh, Phil, you know I really don't do that he goes come on." I'd have those in both pockets of my bathrobe every time I came downstairs for breakfast. <laughs> I know people. my wife gave me shit. Of, eh, really? Yeah. I know people. Who put- I am an award winning uh, asshole. Now you Thank know, you very much. Now, you know, after he fucking leaves, these things are going back. You know that I'm putting them right away. You know that. Because, you know what? He's the first one ever had to have the fucking balls. To say you don't something. need to do it. You
1: know, your fucking you chest, palm yeah, yeah, no, You're
0: right. You're right. You're right. I- John, take these <laughs> fucking things. Out. Take these fucking things out of here. It's my fault. I'm going to start you know doing that on my
1: podcast. So well, I got take Comedian this. of the Year from Southwest Community College. <laughs> take that. Don't, that's take right. I had, I, had, I had the take best shit jokes. You see what I'm oh, saying?
0: Oh, good. I either, you know what? Then there's more. Here. Oh,
1: that's a, a Bronx tale, the one man no, show. Now no, no, that listen. led to the
0: movie, right? Well, the one man show led to the movie, yes. Oh, my God. That movie. Yes. Like, I love that movie
1: so much. I even love The Bus that De Niro drives because I'm yeah. I'm, a, I'm a you know old school like car guy and I I go beyond liking the ten cars that everybody who says they right. like old cars I like you know weird things like my, my, like yeah, red trucks and just to see what wow. the, the tow trucks look like so to yeah. see the bus the uh the workmanship like all those windows that are up top above the yes. seats and all yes. of that yes. yeah yes. they just don't they just don't no, care, they don't no. care anymore
0: they don't care people in that movie I mean that movie's it's it's, it's weird because it became a one man show. A movie, and then a musical, you know, wow. a Broadway musical. Yeah, it was a hit for two years. And and now, I, and in fact, just before you came, I, I just filmed the one man show, mm-hmm. and I'm editing it now, and it's, I'm really excited by it. But it's amazing, that fucking thing has been like a, a thing for me, you know, you know. Bronx Tale is that's my, you know, I'm Colodjo. My real name is Colodjo. I'm the little boy. Is that right? Yes, I'm the little boy in a Bronx Tale. So wow, I I was in love with a black girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's funny, when I, when people see that movie, they go, De Niro put that in, right? Come on, tell totally the truth." <laughs> and I go, what is Bob De Niro, the only guy who ever dated a black woman? Well, what's funny, though, is then when you do, <laughs> they think that that's all you like.
1: Yes. Like, they don't think, it's like, no, I kind of like them all. I just click with this you person who happened it. to be, you know? Exactly, who happened to be. But, you know? it, yeah, it ends up being... Uh, no, but that movie has been like a fucking...
0: I've, I would love for you to come and see one day. I, I, I told you this story before. I yeah. got to
1: tell you, listeners, this is like uh, the day I was marrying my wife. Um, I was freaking out. I was a total commitment phobe. It was so weird oh, because I knew I loved her, But then it's just like the finality Yes, like of that. It was like claustrophobic. Because I had like, I grew up like a really oppressive, controlled environment. So yes. like, I just, that, that was the thing that I hated about a relationship is it just, it was like subconsciously reminding me of that. So I'm getting ready to go over to get married. Right. So I go downstairs. I think I was at Copley Plaza in Boston. And I went downstairs and I said to my, my, my brother, my older brother was my best man. I go, I got to get a drink, right? So I go down to the bar to get a drink. And I'm standing there and I take one sip of it and I look over and who's standing there? You, you were there standing over there and all i thought was a bronx tale now you can't leave and i was like oh my god this is like a fucking holy sign shit yeah you were standing there and i was going like first i was going like holy shit that's ches pomatteri i fucking love that guy where was this you it mean? was it was well i got married in uh october of of 2013 if Wonder you can remember why you were there i don't know where- but it was you and i was just thinking like you know cuz i was saying i'm going to downstairs going to have a have, you know have a Budweiser and I'll I'll, I'll be fine. I'll I'll. I'll you because, remember
0: the name of the place? Uh,
1: I don't. It was the bar at the hotel. I was staying at a hotel. I was staying at a hotel, and there was the, whatever the bar was downstairs. Wow, and I looked over amazing. and I saw you, and I was. <laughs> you were, I always wanted to meet you, but that was the last way I wanted wow. to meet you. But oh, then yeah. you know what's was funny. Uh, Verzi, who you've had on the thing, he said, "Bill, all it is about getting through the, vo- the vows. Once you get through the vows, then it's just a big party with your best friends, and you can and you can relax." And that was totally what it was. Ended up being the night of my life, and I don't regret it for a second. But it was wow. just—I think like the fear. I had such fear. I—I—I I, I, I pull, pulled you into my universe, and I'll never forget you were standing over there. Right. And it was like that scene in the end, you know, when that kid comes up, you know, because there was like a crowd yeah, around you. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. Wow. Only thing you shit. weren't
0: doing is you weren't pointing like that. That was the only thing yeah, that I was missing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, I didn't get married till I was forty-one, so I—I I had commitment for. I 40. was forty-five. Okay, so we were together. Yeah, I had yeah. I had this thing like once you got married, it was like a vit. It was like a safe. There's just one, and you start to die. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I felt like. You start to die. Like the clock is ticking. I'm gonna die now. But when I was single, I felt no, no. This is cool. Yeah, I'm, I can that live. Peter from- Pan thing. You like you, Peter you, Pan? You feel
1: like you're still young. Yeah. My thing was I always wanted to be married, and I wanted to have a big family and do all, yeah. all this stuff. But it always felt like it was two, three years away. It just always felt like that, and it was. Uh, and then I, th- I blamed the business and blah blah. And then it turned out to be it was a bunch of issues that I had.
0: Right. No, so, I had. I had to go to therapy. I went to therapy. I, that helped my is out because I never wanted to commit. I was. I had therapy, and then I had a couple of mushroom trips, and now
1: I'm good. Yeah. That, now you're good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm beyond good. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> to the point. Uh, yeah. I was actually sitting there before this tour was going on. I was like going. Why am I still doing this? Like, I don't even... Like, I don't need to do this. And I don't mean, like, in a money way. I I was like, why am I still doing stand-up? Because I used to do it for me. I was doing it for me. I I felt guilty. I'd always have fans come up. Oh, my God. Your comedy helped me through this tough time. And I would feel guilty going, like... It's like, I I need you. Like, I need your laugh to validate that... All these awful things that I feel about myself... I do. I tell these jokes. You guys laugh, then right. I feel good about myself. And then if I had a bad show, like all the things that I thought about myself, just you know the walls came crashing down until and then I would have to do a set the next night, have a good set, and feel good about myself again. And it was sort of like this. Uh, it was sort of like an emotional like one night stand because it wasn't real in a. It was, but it was yeah. it just it would go away. So now that, you know, I found the woman I want to be with, I got two beautiful kids, and I have what I was looking oh, for, and it's real. You're too happy now? <laughs> it's like, I don't want to leave it. Yeah. So then I was like, so what the fuck am I still going, you know, to I'm going to Allentown for the 9 millionth time tonight. And I was like, it finally just hit me, you know, through like a mushroom trip. I was like, hey, stupid, why don't you do it for them? And stop yes. being so selfish. Why don't you go up there? And it's added like a lightness and a playfulness to my act, where I'm not coming up there with all my shit, right? And then I, I can, you know, when people heckle me, I can approach it in a different, other than, hey, yeah. go fuck yourself. You know, <laughs> I can, I can come you in know, a different you know, way. How I approached
0: it, uh, Phil, me, and this is uh, Phil, because I've said my Phil Stutz is my shrink. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that thing on Netflix, Stutz with uh, Jonah Hill? It's great. I did see that. Yeah, that's my shrink. And and I, I had this thing with him, and he said that guy's intimidating. He gets the, right to it. Oh boy. He's intimidating. Yeah. And because uh, I went, I said, well, what is it about? I used to talk to him about that. And he said, it's about it's about being grateful, Chaz. Just be grateful that uh, of all the wonderful things you have. And I went, yeah. He said, it's not about each gig or each movie or all these big movies or Academy Awards or all that. It's about the process is the reward. Enjoy it. And once he told me that, I fucking just let up on myself a little bit. I just... I said, fuck it, you know, I'll make 20, I'll make, uh, I don't know, I've done 70 movies, I said, I'll, I'm writing, directing, and I go, at the end of your life, he said to me, you'll have 10 maybe, God willing, that are brilliant, maybe 20 are good, real good, maybe 20, eh, not so good, maybe 10 are bad, and maybe <laughs> and maybe 10 will suck, and he goes, but that's all, that's all it is, so all right. don't get fucking caught up, and I... It took the it took like I don't read reviews ever, ever. I really don't. And I know people say that, but I truly don't.
1: I read until the first bad one and then I do the average. I was like, all right, it was 10 good ones, one bad one.
0: Yeah. But you know what Chris Rock told me about stand up comics? And I admire you guys so much. I mean, I do a one person show, but I'm not a stand up comic. I'm an actor. But he said to me, I said to him once, I said, Chris, did you ever bomb? He goes, everybody bombs. Yeah. I go, even now? He huh. goes, yeah. I go, wow. How does that make you feel? He goes, you just do it again. He says, p- p- you know, I remember him saying that, that everybody bombs.
1: Yeah, I had I um, taken I taken like six weeks off before I get ready to do this next run. And, uh, you know, one of the worst things you can do is then just go out on the road. I knew my act or whatever. And then these people that paid to go see you, you know, see three shows of you trying to get it. momentum going again so i was like i'm not doing that so i did three shows out in uh la and i had uh you know the first one went okay the second one was tough it was just tough it was like they were all good shows but they were it wasn't clicking and then by the third night it, it it really had like and of course like the second night all of these people came down to see me and they were like no no it's good you know I, I enjoy seeing the process you know when they say that i'm oh, like oh geez. yeah you know did you just say that the, was interesting. did you just say the process
0: oh wow uh yeah.
1: yeah so it was um it was one of those things where if you didn't know anything about comedy you would think that i was having a good set right but it was like right. it was just one of those things where um i wasn't you know it wasn't like you know when i i, I had a set the other night i was in lincoln California and I went up there and like for 45 minutes, I, I was like, I'm not even doing my act. Like I'm just up here talking. I was just like <laughs> screwing around wow. and I was like, you know, taking pieces of one bit and putting it into another and right. then thinking like, well, that was just one joke and I just blew up two ideas. Ah, it gives a shit. And I was just like, but it was a good thing. I was like, I was just flowing. Right. And that wouldn't have happened if, it's just like going to the gym. If you take six weeks off, right <clears throat> you go to get on the elliptical you know 5 minutes yeah, in you used right, to be able right. to do a half hour You're like, Fuck, right. you know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm laboring through this so it isn't um yeah it isn't something that you can be away from for for too for long sure. that's why for comics too say that yeah. they
0: say uh you know I've been away from it so long that it scares me now like they got to get their legs back yeah as they say you know <laughs> what I what I love what you do I I've seen all your specials and you just sometimes you just put your thing on the microphone you just Yeah, and I go, what the fuck? He's just like, and that's the beauty of it, you know. You're just sitting there, standing there, like. But I learned that
1: I wanted to be able to be that comfortable, yeah, because I I was like you. I watched a bunch of comedy, and I would see people that were just so friggin' relaxed and uh, could just take the crowd wherever they wanted to go, and I was just like. You know, you'd ask questions, how do you do that? How do you learn? And it's like comedy's such a weird thing. It's like yes. the only way to learn mm. it is to do it. It's like the old school way where they t- taught you how to swim, they just threw you in the deep end. That's the only it's That's not the like only way. Yeah, right. it's not like you can You know, you can stand in front of the mirror, you can practice yeah. and do that. It's just not like it's 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 because the crowd is part of the performance. Like you don't even notice um, it becomes subconscious after a while, speeding up, slowing down you know, giving them a break, if it was like, you know, something really up here and it's loud and blah, 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 you need to like reset because if you stay up there, you can't sustain that altitude. Right. Or it just becomes like right this just white noise after a while. So it's kind of like, you know, it's no different than, um, you know, when you're making a movie. Right. And like uh, you know, I, I I did one last year, and we had this really
0: like. Big... I gotta tell you, you're a really good actor. Oh, thank you. You really are. Ah, fooled them again. No, no, no. You're a good actor, man. Oh, thank you're you. A, you're a good fucking actor. Well, you know what? I respect it. No, I wouldn't say that. I I know. I, I wouldn't I, say nothing. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say nothing if I didn't if I thought you were. I would say. Why would nothing? you think I don't know that about you? <laughs> but, but I am like that. Yes, I am. I no, am. that's why I love you because yeah. like
1: compliments from a person like yeah. you yeah. mean something. Because I know you're not gonna be like, oh hey, it was great when it wasn't. So No, no, but no. He's a, a
0: good fucking actor, man.
1: I fucking hated acting in the beginning because I sucked at it the same way I sucked at comedy and it was like really like, ah oh, fuck, I gotta do this again. I gotta suck and bomb and everything. And then um uh what changed was I was like, Well, how did I get good at comedy? And what I did with comedy was like if there was something I sucked at rather than I, I initially went away from it, I started going towards so it? it, yeah. So I was like yeah. I started treating auditions like that being like it wasn't even about booking it. It was like I'm doing this I'm going I want to do this choice and it scares me to do it and I'm afraid that I'm going to feel stupid. So the whole goal of this audition is just to commit to this even wow. if I yeah, fall on my face. That's fucking great. So and cuz what it is is uh it's almost like you're you're in one of those uh I don't know like something just like not like I can't think, I'm going back to my childhood, where they would play that game, they put the parachute up and then they yeah. would bring it down on you. It's like you're pushing it out, so so I can have room, right? Because you you kind of get like I think a lot of artists you get beaten down as yes. a person, yes. like a lot of people do. So you're 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 in like this defensive thing, yeah. And and this this performing stuff require requires this. Right. So you're
0: trying to like mentally get yourself out of it. Acting and and auditioning are, are two separate techniques. Two separate techniques. I do. I teach a, a master class in in auditioning. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for ten years. That they sell out. It's like crazy. I do it like twice a year. It's two different techniques. But you have to have some of that mindset where you. The biggest. It's three things in audition, and we will. Well, I'll just tell quickly. It's three things. No, I want you, to hear this. It's three things <laughs> when you go into an audition, and you don't worry about what's my character. How am I affect? It's all bullshit. And, and I'm a member of the actor's studio for 10 years. And Lee, I, I was taught by Lee Strasberg himself. And I'm telling you now, in auditions, there's three things. Relaxation is the most important. The more relaxed you are, the better you'll be. Second thing is, know a little trick is know your fucking lines pretty well. Not You don't have to memorize them, but know them and feel comfortable with the script looking at them, right? And the third thing is, listen to the other actor. That's it. That's it. In an audition... That's it. You walk in there relaxed, you know the thing, and you're listening to the other actor, that's it. Everything else, when you get the part, then you talk about whatever you got to do. Oh, okay. It's all relaxed, and you don't give a fuck about them. When I, when I, I, was I wasn't in- relaxed for probably the first 15 years
1: oh, of auditioning. I hated auditions, and I, I used to consider them, they were intrusive. That's the hardest thing as a comedian because you're already making money doing other things. Yes. And it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to go to this. I got to go, like, especially out in LA, I got to go to the other side of the 405 because every audition seemed to be like at 3.30, 4 o'clock. The worst In time. Santa Monica and you were coming right. over from from Hollywood and it's just the worst traffic. And uh, you'd go over there and you'd read it once
0: and they'd be like, okay, thanks a lot. And you were just like, fuck. Right. <laughs> Get your car. Yes. Yeah. but it that's back. what it's about. It's, it's about that fucking... Bang, you just walk in there. I call. Oh, it was
1: so incremental. Then, then my next level from oh, thanks. So I was like, was was the first time. they went, Okay, now can you try it this way? Right. I was like, oh shit, they liked what I
0: did. Right. And then they'd be like, okay, thanks. Well, they want to see if you can follow direction. <laughs> Sometimes you say, could try it this way. The person does the same exact thing, or they get worse. You know. So then, uh, some direct. I do that when I audition actors. I say, you know what, try it like this. Or sometimes I'll even go, you know what? You seem a little seem a little uptight real, a little nervous. Relax. What are you worried about? Go outside. Rest five minutes. Come back. Do it again. It's always better. Right. It's always better. I remember one time I had a, somebody goes, okay, now try it this way. And it was like
1: the producers and the director were there. Yeah. I did it. And then the guy goes, wow. He goes, way to hit the
0: curveball. i was thinking like, I got it. And they're just like, all right, thanks a lot. So <laughs> no, it, it doesn't mean anything. They could look at you and go, holy shit. It happened to me when I first thought, this fucking your who's your agent's name? What's your agent? Do you believe this fucking guy? Right? Yeah. Not a callback. Right. Not even a callback. But they keep you in mind. They can really feel that way at that moment. Some of it is true. Mm -hmm. And some of it is like, maybe they're just breaking balls and they're they're not true. But I believe they really felt that way. But as soon as a guy comes in that's better than you, they forgot all about you.
1: Well, my th- that's why I think acting is way harder because I don't have to keep proving that I'm funny. Once I, I go to a comedy club, you know, and I do a week and I'm I'm not an asshole. I don't show up hammered or whatever, and I right. do the job and I kill, they're like, This guy's funny. I don't have to re-audition again the next year to get into it. True. I've I've proven that I'm funny. Well, where it, I feel like you guys constantly even and then when you get to a point where they're actually sending you scripts and everything with the ups and downs of the business, you then have to go back to like audition or they just don't think you're right. Like I always thought it was amazing when um, uh, Jim Carrey was, was, was doing man on the moon. Yeah. They didn't want him to play the role. And he was making like frigging 20 million a movie. And he said, fuck that. And he put himself on tape. Yes. And I'm just like, there was two things about that. It was like one, I learned like, wow, it never ends. Never, never, and uh, you got to keep proving yourself. And then two, like, don't ever feel that you're, you're like, you can be like, oh, I'm not doing, I don't do that anymore. Like, I'm, I'm past that. That's when you, we've begun your initial descent into nobody giving a shit about you. Right, (laughs) and you go right back. Funny
0: you said that. I was with a a gentleman who I will not name, a big, huge fucking star. I mean, mega star. And I was at his house having lunch, and I hear Fuck him! Fuck him! Bullshit! But and yo, he's mm-hmm. fucking ranting into this fuck. Bam hits the fucking phone. So I go, "What happened?" What the-? I said, "You all right? Everything all right?" Fuck this shit! I was offered that fucking role, and then they gave it to this other big star. Right. What the fuck is that? They said I would be, and I looked at him and I went, "It never ends." Yeah, no. Totally. I go, "Does it ever end?" Yeah, no. I said, do you know who the fuck you are? What the fuck? Yeah. I go, I'm looking to be where you are Monday, maybe. Does it ever end? He goes, no, no.
1: Yeah. So then you, you don't take it personal. It's just, no, it, You I don't. know what they become? They just become funny stories to tell other performers.
0: Right. But the,
1: what you don't realize is that those people on the other side of the desk, they're dealing with the same shit. And like, their thing is if, 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 we're in something a project and it bombs we're like Ugh, and we right. move on to the next one they get fired they get fired somebody gets fired and they That's don't so have right. health insurance and then nothing they have cuz someone's going to
0: get blamed they get blamed. That's why every yeah. movie starts off with Tom Cruise and fucking, used to start off with Tom Cruise and Julia Roberts. Because if I get them, and I'm a producer, and it bombs, they go, well, you know, fucking Tom, you know, Julia, you know, it's not my fault. Right. But that's why they're afraid to take a chance with an unknown or somebody who's a little risky. Because they know, they just want to, they don't even want to go up. They just want to stay where they are. Yeah, it's like they got those suction cups and yeah. they're on the glass. You know, they got the suction cups built. They say, don't just don't let me go down. Yeah, I just want to stay up here so I can have lunch at the palm and fucking have meetings that don't mean nothing. That's all they want. I
1: know you have to respect the position they're in because if if you show up like an asshole and you're not ready to work, it's not just you. You're screwing over. You're screwing over all these other people. And if you fuck them. They never forget it. They never. Yeah, if you treated them like shit, if you weren't prepared, if, uh, if you know. Yeah. You, didn't pr- you didn't go all out to promote the project. And I've
0: seen things where huge stars put a lot of money in the seats, but as soon as they stop putting those asses in the seats, <sighs> they go back at them. boy. like, wow. Oh yeah. No, they, they see. Whoa. Uh, who and I won't that mention names. A female. Huge star. And as soon as that shit went down, oh, merciless. Fuck her. Yeah, they are they all she's yeah. dead in the water. Yeah. You know, she's they dead. They were in the waiting water. for it. Waiting. They were
1: waiting for it. They would that you if you're a big enough asshole, they were literally rude against the project that they're working on. <laughs>
0: right. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Bill, you were um you were born in Boston. Uh Chelsea, Massachusetts. yeah. So you're show. obviously a diehard Red Sox fan. Yep. Obviously. So that's okay. You know, so it is okay.
1: It's been a great it's been a great ride. You guys
0: have been fucking I, I feel
1: bad for Yankee. You're a Yankee fan?
0: Like Hard, yeah i feel hard. bad for you guys yeah all, right.
1: all you guys don't know you guys don't know like suffering you're like rich kids like how do you even enjoy <laughs> it's just you know like, oh, i totaled my car oh here's another one and we here's, have here's well, another, we you haven't
0: know. won in a long time we haven't won since 2010 i man. was
1: i was 2009
0: 2009 i'm sorry i will please.
1: say this uh you know as much as we have like the raval and everything. I mean, it's you guys are the, the the greatest franchise. Uh yeah. Because the way you've been able to sustain it. Although in my lifetime, what franchise has won the most championships? I was born in 68. In all four major sports, who's the most successful?
0: Kills well, me it's gotta savings. be the Patriots. Nope. New England? Oh, no, okay. Not even close. They won the most championships is basketball. It, it can't be Boston. It's still Boston. No. Los Angeles Lakers. Los
1: Angeles Lakers, since I've been born, have won more championships than the Montreal Canadiens, the New York Yankees, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The The Lakers? Yeah. Think about it. They won five with Magic. They won five with Kobe. They won one with LeBron. That's 11 right there. And then they won one in the 70s with Wilt or some shit. With Wilt. That's 12. Holy shit.
0: So Do you the know, Canadians
1: that, that's a good the good Canadians won seven in the 70s uh yeah. no wait what did no, how many did they win? four I got a six seven right. eight nine they've won nine in my lifetime 93 86 76 right. to 79 71 73 and then I want to say that they won in 68 and 60. oh wow. you know what that is so a good question. so a lot of people like don't um and the thing the devastating thing as a Celtics fan watching them uh you know it's like they they did well during the era when it was the Jerry West uh, Red Auerbach build the team yeah, yeah. shrewd trades and all of that right like we get we, you know the Golden State Warriors not knowing what they had in Robert Parrish right the Pistons not knowing what they had in ML Carr doing those things right trading up to get Larry Bird and just that that's what you did amazing amazing moves like that right. And um, you know, occasionally there'd be a big free agent signing like when Kareem went from the Bucks to, to the Lakers. Right. But then when the free agency era came yes, that changed it, yeah. Yeah, that that's what killed the Celtics because well, you know, aside from Len Bias dying and stuff like that, that killed them. Yeah. too. But like they were able to transition from the old way to the new way. And and I always joke, I go, the problem is we can't compete with the market. It's like, all right, what do you want to do? You want to go to racist Boston, deal with the winner, and bang, yeah. and bang sixes? Fucking Boston. Or was, yeah. do you want to go to racist L.A.? I always make sure I say that because they always act like racism in this country. is just in the South and in Boston. Right. It's like, no, it's 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 everywhere. It's like every time the Lakers win a championship, within three minutes there's a police car tipped over and on fire. It's like, what is that an expression of? I, I don't know. How happy their day-to-day lives are? Um yeah, but the, or you can go out there and like and, and like you know, some of these these athletes too now have like production companies or they want to have a rap career and everything and they're like in Hollywood. So um yeah, yeah it kind of uh Wow yeah, It's awful to watch. And then on top of that, they had a uh, mobbed up ref that fixed that freaking Sacramento dude, series. It's like, how much was, more, how much more help did that do? was hurtful. Dude, NBA's filth. I think the NBA and when the, I and the, saw in the two thousands. I was going to games, going this shit is fixed, w- and people were going like, "Oh, he's got his
0: tinfoil hat I, I on." I gotta be honest, with you, I didn't. I I was one of those tinfoil guys. I didn't believe that. And no, tinfoil guys is is, know, is 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 the conspiracy. Yeah, but no, guy. I was when I saw that that the guy was fixing games. I was like, motherfucker. dude. I don't think it was just him. I
1: think there was two levels of it. I think that Stern at the top was fixing shit, massaging shit. Because you gotta understand, it's a business, and they're and they're not even they're called entertainment leagues. So what what happened accidentally in the '80s, they've on purpose recreated since. So it was in the '80s you accidentally, the Lakers and the Celtics right. through, shrewd trades and drafts created two super teams. True. It was unbelievable. It was like right. the Cowboys versus the Steelers in the '70s. Right. It happened in the '80s in basketball, and basketball in the late '70s. With, um, uh, you know, uh, cocaine and all this stuff. And, like, and then, you know, racist white people, the league went from, like, being, like, 90% white to Ugh. 90% black. Like, their ratings were dipping. They were fucked. And then all of a sudden, Bird Magic came and saved it. And then they, they went past NFL football and popularity. And then Jordan came along. Right. So then they were able to ride that. And then when Jordan retired, I feel like they were, like, what are we going to do now? This is all going to dip. Where are our stars? What are we going to do? They had these individual stars, but they didn't have these, these like, you know, Beatlemania teams. Right, yes. And that's when the era of the super team, Kobe Shaq, Phil Jackson, that kicked that off to then the Celtics having to get their big three, to then the Heat having to do it, and right. then the Warriors, you know, not their first one, but the one when, when KD went there. Right. Um, So I feel like. You know, it's hard to watch. Not you know, as an old sports fan, it's hard for me to sit there when they go like, "Well, this guy from this era has like five rings, and Jordan has like." It's like, dude, Jordan didn't jump around the fucking league. When Jordan couldn't get past the Pistons, he didn't join the Pistons.
0: Exactly. You
1: know what I mean? And like that's what like, you know, I'm not going to name names, but that, you know. Yeah, no, there was a right. series I saw where this up and coming team went was up three games to one, but they didn't know how to win. And they ended up losing the series. So, yes. so then it's like, that was the, oh, wow, that's got to be devastating. In the offseason, they, you know, they lift weights, they dig down deep. Right. No. One no. of the main stars joined that other fucking team. Yes. And it was so stupid. The beginning of the season, everybody's like, well, they're going to win it. And then they did. Yeah, I know. And who, then, I know and then, you're then, talking about. And then, yeah. and then
0: fucking ESPN just sits there like, one uh, like, of the greatest, most dominant fucking teams. That's like, well, why, why don't you say something? Yeah, I know who it was. It was fucking uh, you know. Grant, it was a K. Uh, KD. KD. Yeah, and I love yeah. that guy. Yeah, it was KD. Yeah. Yeah. So I was not, like, he's I, going there. Yeah. Why and, the fuck is he going there? And why do they allow it?
1: Because it was the most boring. It was, it was. You know, what it was like it was like a shitty yeah. summertime. Why, why did they allow? I was blockbuster like, movie where you you know the ending already. Yeah, I was he's, like,
0: wow, did they allow that to happen? Yeah, I was pissed off about that. You know, I always talk about, and and again, I'm not a, obviously I'm a Nick fan, which forget that shit. I'm dying like a dog here, which we we showed some, <laughs> we showed some fucking, uh, we showed some, some, but I knew we weren't getting too far. Dying like a dog here. That's I, I, I knew we weren't getting, I said, look. You guys had a good season, though, and you had a nice run. But we had no shot of getting, but you know what? I was happy we had a good season. But I always tell people, I said, I, I'm a huge, huge, Fucking yeah! If this makes sense, you Larry Bird fan? I mm-hmm. am. I really am. Right. He's in my. If you said top five, uh, you want you pick your team. Bird is one of the forwards. No question. Right. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I I got obviously Magic at the one, Jordan at the two. I then I got Bird at the three, and I got Karl Malone. And I like I like because I'm older. I like Will Chamberlain as the fuck to me. Will Chamberlain wasn't like you're not coming in this motherfucker Oh they had to change the rules. You couldn't you had to change dunk the rules. For a while. <laughs> like I got enough scoring with all these other guys but people always say to me and I and they they can't believe when I say this. Seven game, 2 seconds left, he got one shot. Who do you want to do it? And people go Michael Jordan. I said no. Larry Bird. To me, Larry Bird. And I'm an- I'll say this what? so
1: we don't come off as two old guys here. Yeah. The greatest shooter of all time is Steph Curry.
0: I, I would say probably the greatest long-range shooter of all time is Steph Well, I mean, Gary. what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean
1: the, the further away you are, uh, I mean, that guy, like, is, is like, yes. he takes shots, like, 10 feet behind, behind the, the, yeah. the arc. Back in the day, if you did that, you'd get benched. Because, Bench. first of all, it would be an air ball or you would have missed. Yes. Like, and the way that he is, uh, like, I feel like because when people talk about, like, who's the best guy right now, what I really think is, is the person that changes the game
0: I true, I agree, and
1: and I feel like kids are imitating him because I'm seeing these hilarious videos on like Instagram and stuff. And there's these kids in like junior high, and they're just getting over the half court line and they're throwing it up, and they're thinking like, why? Like back in the day, you would never do that. And the truly great ones, the the not just great, but change the game, like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, they show you what is possible. But when what happens is through the passage of time their greatness gets absorbed into the game and then young people go back and they go, dude, I can fucking do that. Or, or, or people do yeah. that stuff all the time. It's like, yeah, but nobody did it until that
0: that person was the first person right. to right. do it. Yeah. But a lot of guys can't shoot from ten feet over over the three point line. And and I think 10, I think this is the best the best era of shooting.
1: I mean you got seven footers <laughs> draining threes.
0: Yeah, but it's it's so much different. Like in, in Jordan's time Jordan's time build man you could you could can check the motherfucker you, could, you can't do that now you punch can't. him in the balls that wasn't was You don't thing you that didn't did. drive into the fucking lane
1: Well they well that, that that was one of the things that um the Jordan uh, rules where they had the uh they have that little safe space thing there yeah. where like I I don't understand why the defensive player literally has to leave what he's defending which is the main thing you're defending is the goal Right so that's a little bizarre but I think it 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 the guys just got too bids, so they had to adjust it. So it's it's um it's yeah. a total perimeter game. It's completely changed. Where per- back in the-, in the day it was like if you didn't have a good seven footer, yeah. you were finished. Yeah. Jordan comes along and was like, I don't need one, and I will dunk on your 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 number uh five and four player at the right. same time. He
0: won a, he won the world championship with Bill Cartwright. Not that it Bill Cartwright, it's and seven. Luke Longley, yeah. And Luke Longley, which a decent play. Decent. Right. But, but he was like, no. We changed the fucking game. I agree with that, man. Yeah. So that that's like whenever people talk
1: about uh, you know, the greatest of all time, I always look at it like you have to have changed the game. You can't just have dominated the game. There's always somebody out there that is dominating the game. But who's out there doing something like like whoever fucking thought that like those shots that Steph Curry hits, like that those would be in his like he, he, he puts up, like, shots that are, like, you know, right. three, two, one, and you don't have time. Yeah, and, and that's, it, and like, I in go, his range. Whoa. I saw him. He did this thing one time. He was warming up, right? He goes, like, one-hand layup, goes to the foul line, hits that, top of the key, hits that, uh, goes out to the three-point line, hits that, went to the half court, hit that, came back to the three-point, hit that, goes back to the, uh, the, uh, the foul shot. I forget what he did. And he just did, like, this uh, – remember the Iceman? Yeah. Irvin with the finger roll. The finger Dude, roll. Dude, he did it like almost up to the rafters and it came down and it didn't even
0: touch the rim. It yeah. was like,
1: I was like, I didn't even see the fucking Globetrotters doing stuff like that you when know, I was and a if, kid.
0: And if you look at him, you say to yourself, who are, the, who are the people? I always think of all the people they took ahead of Curry in the draft. And I go, did anybody see this? Did anybody? Know? You know, some people, they go, they become pros and their game just flourishes, man. Well, yeah.
1: that's because he, he kept working. Like some people get to the, to the pros and, and like I arrived I see that with com- comedy you get to a certain point it's not so much now because there's just this pressure to keep putting out specials to keep people seeing you but like um, back in the day you would see these guys they would hit they would get something they'd have a show they'd have a catchphrase right and then you just watch them and that was it they just would do it and and there's that there's that sort of eye of the storm. Where it's just like, yeah, everything's calm and everything's great, and then they just would start sliding down the back because they just they stopped writing, they stopped growing, and their act got stale. And um, I'll tell you, as as a young comic, it was a terrifying thing to watch. Because it was the first time you learned the lesson of like, oh, when you make it, that's not like
0: end of story. No, it's it's, uh, it's they, like now not, you got to try to stay there. You got to stay there. <laughs> staying there is harder to make. Staying there is harder than making it. Yeah. In my opinion, staying there is harder than me. Yeah, because you're so fucking tired by the time you get up there. (laughs) Well, because, no, because when you finally get there, now poverty is not forcing you to fucking bust your ass and write and work. Poverty is gone. Poverty is a big motivator. I want fucking, I want this, I want. That's why uh, uh, capitalism sometimes to me works, because you want something. Once you make it and you have the fucking riches, the house, and everything. But well, I still got to get up and write. I got to write. I'm a writer, too. Yeah. I got to wake up and go, you know, why don't you just fucking relax today? Take the wife out. Go somewhere, have lunch. I go, no, I got to work. Your discipline, it's your fucking discipline matters. Right. Di- you know, it's funny. I had Colin Quinn on, you know. Oh, that's and unreal. I, and I love Colin. You know? I,
1: and I, there's a guy, we talk about continuous growing and great like his his last three specials are the best work he's done for I, he I, just
0: keeps getting better he, he says i'm a writer he goes i'm a comic but i'm a writer first i go oh wow and he goes i go and i asked him once i said colin when you write if the audience doesn't laugh is it still funny he goes yeah i don't give a fuck i think it's still funny <laughs> i mean i was like i was like if i think it's funny i'm gonna tell them what's funny and he was making me laugh, but he saw. Yeah, you know
1: well, he he's one of those guys that has the balls to not go down to their level. Yes. So it's it, it's like I'm up here. Come on up, because this is where I'm gonna be. And then he like, we're all guilty of it. He's the only guy I never that I I've ever seen that that doesn't give a shit. Like like if I'm up, you know, feeling <laughs> my shit, jokes are up here, and the crowd's here. I'll fucking go down in the muck with you. <laughs> I don't care. I was just like, all right, you don't want that. Okay, you want this, whatever. Like. I am definitely guilty of uh, not so much now because once you have a crowd, they know what you do. But yeah. back in the day, when I was, you know, coming up, yeah, and uh, I felt that they wanted it dirty or whatever. I mean, I got to survive, so I was like, all right, right, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go over to this place. I, I don't want to be talking about this stuff. And oh God, oh, Jesus, I yeah, can't but even was- look at you. Some of the bits that I, I had like literally, I had these bits that I would not do in New York. I would not because guys like Colin Quinn would see me and I would just ne- I would never hear the end of it but I you just have like in, but, it, but it was funny cuz we all knew we had them that these on the road bits so no to go there it, it's uh, just a late crowd and it's just the dumbest fucking people you know there's there's just drunk and it was just like there was a level of dumb out there that doesn't exist anymore because of the internet where you can literally become, wow. you you can yes. be, you, you become worldly. Worldly. Because just sitting at the internet, you had to travel. But back in the day, right. if you never left your fucking town, right. you, you could meet like some of the dumbest, like like you can't, it's like, how do you even dress yourself? Right. Level dumb. And these fucking jerk offs would show up on like the third show. And their whole idea of a show was they yelled at you and you told them to go fuck themselves. No matter how many times you told them to go fuck themselves, they thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then in the end, they'd be like, hey, I was really helping you out. I was really helping you out. So with people wow. like that, wow. you had like this wow. this mouth-breathing material that, you know, you tapped into your... Everybody's got a mouth-breather in them. So you just tapped into your... I'm trying to think of uh, airplane jokes. Right. Uh, wow. I had a whole bit on the spelling of the word diarrhea. Wow. And... Uh, I can't even remember how it went, but I remember this comedian, Tom Carter, I did it at the cellar one night, and he goes, not only did you do a bit about diarrhea, he (laughs) goes, you then acted it out, you spelt the word, and I just started laughing. I was like, well, yeah, man, if you're going to do it, you got to commit to it, but I never forgot he said that, and I was just like, all right, I got to put that, because it was killing. It was killing in New York, too, but that was the one that I, I- On the road oh yeah that was the the, yeah that was the wow. The, yeah the, the bad ones
0: I gotta tell you we're gonna do uh, two parts to this so Bill uh, I appreciate the first part because <clears throat> I'm sorry I gotta have you for two parts of this thing so uh, please stay on a little longer we're gonna do part two next week